Well, good morning. I want to welcome you to worship with us here at Muckleteo Presbyterian Church. Thanks for joining us this morning. We're glad that you're with us wherever you're watching from. And before we get into the message this morning, I want to just check in on last week's message with you all. Um, I'm wondering if you might share who God brought across your path this week, how you were intentional and relational this past week, the good things that God's doing among us. Um, If you don't mind, it would be awesome if you could just take a moment, maybe shoot me a text, um, an email, or even a phone call. I'd just love to hear, and I'd love to encourage you as we continue to seek to be intentional in our community. But for this morning, um, let's open up our Bibles together to the Old Testament book of Isaiah and turn to chapter 41, verse 10, and let's read together. Here's what it says. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I'll strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let's pray together. Mighty God, we rest that all of our days are held in your hands and that you've crafted them into your perfect plan for us. As we seek your face today, as we open up our hearts to you, open us up to receive the wisdom of your word and the wisdom of your love and to recognize the unspeakable joy that comes from a right relationship with your son and our savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for being on our side. Thank you for being with us and for us through the battles of life but also through the joys of life. What a great privilege it is to be known by you, to be loved by you, and to know that nothing, nothing can separate us from your great love. We praise you in this place. We lift up the name, the name in which we pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this past week in getting ready for uh, preaching today, sermon prep, I read this article that was written to provide tips to deal with stress caused by the COVID pandemic. And the article went on about how the pandemic has magnified what you and I would call normal stress. And here's what it identified as normal stresses. So let's talk about this. Um, Personal stress, family, health, Employment, finances, politics, and many others. (laughs) Just going through the list stressed me out a little bit. That's a lot to think about. It says that in the midst of all of this, um, that there has been a 53% rise in mental health issues since March of last year. People are struggling. Cases were on the rise um, as we entered in, as COVID was announced, and we entered into a time of quarantine. And they continued to rise through the time of the presidential elections. And then they rose yet again while we were in a state of waiting for a vaccine to roll out. And then they started to spike recently. They started to spike on the one-year anniversary of the pandemic and, and the subsequent shutdown approach. I mean, this past year has been one of the most challenging years that I remember in my lifetime. I'm sure it has been for you as well. 
The political and economic landscape, it's changing so fast. The culture around us is changing so rapidly that we can't keep up with it. Maybe you're like me. I worry about my family. Um, I think about finances. Um, I worry about our values and and health and the future. I'm like anybody else. And all of this while facing this global pandemic. All these combined are causing some of the greatest levels of anxiety, loneliness, and hopelessness that we have ever seen. It's off the charts. Man, that's a lot. It's a lot for anyone to handle, but as we think through these things, I want to give testimony to what I know, and I know that God can handle it. I know that God is with us and God is here right now. You know, we worshiped together before the the message in both services. And one of the songs, the lyrics said this, the lyrics said, God with us, God for us, nothing can stand against us, nothing can come between us. How powerful is that? I want to encourage all of you who are worried about the real life issues, about the pandemic, about health, about finances, about politics, family, friends, the future, the future of the church, whatever it might be, that God is sovereign and Jesus saves. I had a really long conversation the other day with a person that, who feels alone right now. Uh, a person who feels like God is so distant and God is non-responsive and that God just flat out doesn't understand what's going on. He's been struggling with all the things that I just mentioned. Interesting enough, one of the things that he said is that he feels bullied by our culture. He feels like this culture is bullying him, pushing him where he doesn't want to go, taunting him. He wanted to know where God is in all of these things and if God really has his back. And as I sat across the table from him, I've got to be honest with you guys, I thought to myself, he's not the only one that thinks this way because I think this way sometimes. I know that you and I have felt this way. I know that we are in contact and connected with people who feel this way. But I want to remind you of what Scripture says, and Scripture tells us that God cares, and he most definitely understands. You see, he left the glory and the splendor of heaven, and he walked among us. He took on flesh. He suffered. He died. And he ultimately conquered sin, death, and the grave. He became fully man, just like you and I, and took on everything that Satan and this world could throw at him. He did it all so that he could, become, he could become the kind of high priest that you and I needed. He did this so that he could become the kind of high priest that understood pain and sorrow and struggle. A high priest who experienced bullies of all kinds, physical and spiritual. But you know what? He broke their power and he broke all the power of sin and death and fear and shame. He broke all the power of sin. You know, God 
has been with us through everything, and he's been in everywhere where you and I are going. He's been to those places already. The difference is he was victorious. You know, as a, as a believer, it's really imperative as believers that we face life and we know and understand that God is not only for us and with us, but that he's in us, that God is in us. Jesus lives in us. And what that means is that for those of us who've surrendered our lives and found peace with God through Jesus, that Jesus now resides in us and he guides us as we live every day. 1 John 4, 4 says this, he says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You've already run a, won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you, in you, is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. For those of you who may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the story of Jesus, of God incarnate, it's so personal and it's so amazing. And it's all about the fact that God isn't this distant God ruling from afar, looking down on us and casting judgment and giving direction and throwing out an occasional blessing. It's not about any of those things. It's that he willingly sacrificed the comfort of heaven and he got down on our level and he looked you and I in the eyes and he said, I understand. Even better, he didn't stop there. He said, I not only understand, but I, I will show you the way to peace because I've already walked it. You know, when we couldn't do it ourselves, the ultimate sign of love was when we could not save ourselves, Christ died for you and for me. When we struggle, it's so reassuring that we know others have walked in our path when others come around us to support us. Others who've had illnesses, others who've struggled with finances, others who've struggled in their marriages or their relationships. It is comforting when we're in that position to have somebody come around us and struggle alongside of us, but also bring hope to the situation. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. Here's a new understanding. Here's a way to look at it. All of that perspective is, is beautiful. But ultimately, the one who knows it all perfectly he lives in us, he's with us, he's for us, he's here right now, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's already walked where we walked, and when we can't walk anymore, he picks us up and he carries us. You know, I remember as a kid, the distinct difference and impact it had on me to have somebody look down on me and shout out orders from afar and then leaving me alone to follow them on my own. And usually when they returned, they were upset because something didn't go right. It was a lonely world. But I also know the impact left on my life by my own dad when he knelt down and he got on my level and he looked me in the eyes and he goes, I understand and he walked me through tough times. You know, my dad's with the Lord right now. I really miss those talks. Because he knew. He'd been there. What an impact. You know those talks on my level? 
They fostered trust and hope and joy in me. And I want to encourage you, if you feel beat up by life or if you feel bullied by the culture, that Jesus came for you. And he's here. And he's waiting. You know, going back to my conversation with my friend, the God of the universe is intentional, and he wants to be a personal God to you and I. And yes, he does have our backs. He has our backs more than we'll ever know. I want you to check out this clip, because I think it's a great picture image of a God that gets down on our level. I love this clip. What, a, what awesome imagery of when we are beat up, lonely, tortured, but yet Christ comes to our level. He looks us in the eyes, and he says, I've been there, and I understand, and I've got you. It shows me that God is with us, and God is for us despite our circumstances. He's not just watching. He's actively working alongside and working out the good for those who love him and are called for him. It's good old-fashioned Romans 8.28 stuff. It's not from afar. He's here. He's with us. In Philippians 2, 7 and 8, it says this, instead he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God, and he died a criminal's death on the cross. What a Savior. What a God. You know, again, our time of worship this morning, it described this love of the Father through the Son and the words that we sang as we sang God with us. They were so powerful. It helped me focus my attention on our Savior and our high priest and the times when there was death and he brought life. Those of you who know me, you know that I understand that. Where there was death, he brought life. Where times when he turned our rejection into fellowship, times when there was fear of the unknown, and he brought courage. When we were afraid, he was there with us, and yes, always lifting us up, always lifting us up for his glory. God is with us. God is for us. And nothing can come between us or separate us from his love. You know, when we struggle, when we're afraid, when we don't know what's coming or what will happen tomorrow, when we begin to rely too heavily on ourselves and we start to fight it out for control over our lives, I am so thankful that I can cling to the words of Scripture. I'm so thankful that God revealed himself to you and I through Scripture. And, and I think about Paul's words to the Galatians in Galatians 2.20 when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul says it so clearly that our source of hope and encouragement comes from faith in the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who will never leave us, the one that won't forsake us, and won't allow anything in all creation to separate us from his love. You know, I have true peace 
in Jesus Christ. I stand here before you today, and I say that I have peace in Jesus Christ. I know where I'm going. If you don't know this kind of peace, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to find it. I want to invite you to pray. If you feel like you're struggling, if you feel like you've been bullied, if you feel alone or afraid or unsure of your future, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is the answer. I want to say it in all love, in all gentleness, with hope, that Jesus Christ is the answer. You know, he says in the Bible, in John 16, he says this, I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. Because in this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Why not take steps towards peace by putting your destiny in the hands of the one who understands it because he's been there? The one who left the glories of heaven and got down on our level. The one who's there always working, always seeking. Why not take steps by putting your faith in the one who knows? I want to ask you to pray with me this morning. If you don't have the peace of Jesus Christ, if you don't know who Jesus is and you want to know, or maybe you're at a place in your relationship with him where you just haven't been walking it, it just hasn't been lived out and, and you need to reaffirm Or maybe you're in a place where you just need to call out for God's saving grace. Well, he's there, and he understands. Would you pray with me? Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I need and I want your forgiveness. I accept your death as a penalty for my sin. And I recognize that your mercy and grace, it's a gift that you offer to me because of your great love. It's not based on anything that I do. Cleanse me. Make me your child. Take away the fear and the shame and make me new. Fill me with your hope and your purpose. And by faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and the Savior and the Lord of my life. Help me to live for you in obedience and understand what that even means. Help me to live and understand what it means to live by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, you know, if you prayed this prayer with me today, you're a new creation in Jesus Christ. The old you, it's gone now, and you're created to be new, and you're created for more. And now the one who got down on our level is free and in you to lead you and guide you, and I want to encourage you, you've made a great decision It doesn't mean that life is going to be 
perfect. But what it means is in the midst of life's ups and downs, you have a Savior on your level that understands you, a high priest that will live in you and guide you each step of the way. If you prayed this this morning, you need to share it. Will you reach out to us here at the church? Will you let us know? And here's why. We don't, we don't want to become involved in all your business. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. We want to walk with you and support you as you grow and mature. We want to answer your questions. We want to walk with you through your ups and through your downs. And we want to support you as you mature and you become a maturing disciple or follower of Jesus. You know, I praise God that he is with us and that he is for us and that through him we're more than conquerors. In Romans 8.31, it says it the best. It says this, what then shall we say in response to all of these things? And I say it with joy, this last piece. If God is for us, who can be against us? Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your, your morning this morning. Thank you so much for joining us and for the privilege that it is to speak to all of you. Go in grace and peace. God bless you. Amen.